0: Hello everybody. Now, before I begin this week's subject, I would like to ask you a couple of questions that I would like you to ask yourself. Number one, where in your life are you being phony? Number two, do you experience self-doubt in areas where you would normally be confident? Number three, is it possible that you have imposter syndrome? While you're asking yourself these questions, here's a little bit of music. So, back to imposter syndrome. It was first used back, I think, in the early or middle 70s by two psychologists. Um, one called, she's a double barrel name, Pauline Rose Clance, I think was her name. And the other one was Susanna Eames or Imes, but I'm open to correction on that. Now, just before I go into it, I want to make it very clear that imposter syndrome is not something that a doctor can diagnose or that has any sort of diagnosable mental illness, but it is mainly used or applied to intelligence or our achievements. And although some say that it does have links to perfectionism, it has some social connections. Imposter syndrome can feel a little bit like restlessness or nervousness. It can also be around our behaviour such as negative self-talk. You know, the words that we say to ourselves when we're giving out to ourselves or being critical around ourselves. So we can really say that imposter syndrome often accompanies anxiety and depression. Now there are several types of imposter syndrome and I'll go into those in a few minutes but I just want you to take the next few minutes listening to this piece of music and allowing the possibility that you might have imposter syndrome in certain areas of your life. Maybe while you're listening to this you will ask yourself the three questions I asked at the beginning. So maybe now is a good time to tell you what I found out as I researched this subject. There are about five different types of this imposter syndrome. And I want you to go with me on this one. You don't have to believe it, just go with my thought pattern on this. Because there's something in this about how we pretend to be something or somebody we're not. And following on from the last podcast, which was the ego and the alter ego, I think it's important to understand this. Number one, which is the obvious one, perfection or the perfectionist. Now with this type of imposter syndrome, it is where we believe that unless we are perfect and absolutely perfect, then we could have done better. It's where we feel like an imposter or a phony because we now believe that we are not as good as we think we are and therefore we will be judged. Number two, the expert. Now, we have all had this problem at certain times in our lives when we feel phony or an imposter, when we don't know everything there is to know about a certain subject or topic or that we haven't mastered every detail or step of a certain process. We feel like an imposter because we don't feel or we don't believe that we have reached the rank of being the expert and there's something more to learn. And because of this, we actually begin to feel inferior because we think we're going to be judged. Number three. Oh, I like this one. The natural genius. That's me, of course. And this is where we as the imposter feel. It's because we're phony, because we can't or don't believe that we have the natural intelligence or even a natural competence in certain areas of our life. And therefore we pretend. We pretend to know. We pretend to understand. We pretend to be something we are not. We feel that we're an imposter because we don't get something right from the very start or from the very beginning, or that it takes a little bit longer to get or to master a certain skill. And therefore, what do we do? We fear judgment. Number four, the soloist. Now with this one, it's like we're feeling we're phonies or imposters because I have to ask for help to get where I need to be or to get to a certain level or status in my life and therefore I can't do it alone. And I'm suddenly realizing this, but I want to do it alone. Now, because I have to ask for help, it means I begin to question my ability or my competence or both, and therefore I might be judged. Are you beginning to see the connection here with all of these? Here's the last one. Number five, the super person. At this stage, we have to believe that we are the hardest workers. We have to believe that we are the ones to gain the highest standards. We're the ones who achieve the almost impossible. Because if we don't, we begin to question ourselves. And if we don't, we are then an imposter. And what will happen? We will begin to fear judgment. So can you see where in all of these, the end product is that if we fail, we fear judgment not just from ourselves, but from other people, because we weren't true to ourselves. Here's a task for you. What I want you to do is I would ask you to switch off this podcast and spend the next five minutes just thinking about the different types of imposter syndrome and allow yourself to ask yourself a question. Do I fit into any of these in certain parts of my life or in any part of my life? And then come back to me. The purpose of this is to be honest with yourself. Well, welcome back. I wonder how many of you actually did switch off this podcast and give yourself that five minutes. Remember, if you don't look after you and question yourself about yourself, nothing that you will hear will make a difference in your life. And maybe even carry on being the imposter. Now, personally, I'd love to hear where it has taken you. And if you're a trainee therapist, bring it to your supervisor. And if you're in personal therapy, bring it to your therapy sessions. See where it brings you. And even if you are a trainee therapist or a therapist fully qualified and accredited, you have to question yourself about yourself. And who is the imposter? Your client or you? Who is the one pretending? Did you even find the five minutes of questioning helpful? However, if you decided by any chance not to take the five minutes out, try it at the end of the podcast. You may find that you'll take longer than the five minutes. Anyway, now back to our subject for this week. Not that I've actually gone away from it, but sometimes I can get sidetracked. So once you've given yourself the time to look over these types, then the next obvious question has to be, how would I know if I have an imposter syndrome? Well, just to say that there is at least 65 to 70% of the population do have an imposter syndrome or will experience at least one or two episodes in their lives where it is obvious and ongoing that they've been living an imposter life. So again, a few questions to ask yourself, just to get you thinking that maybe I need to look at this in a different way, maybe I need to experiment with this, maybe I need to see if I'm being phony or an imposter myself. So. Couple of questions. One, do I agonize over the smallest mistakes in my work? Number two, do I believe that my success is down to luck or outside factors? Number three, do I feel like somebody will find out that I'm being phony or pretending or an imposter? Number four, do I devalue my own expertise even when I'm genuinely more skilled than those around me? Number five, do I feel like it's only a matter of time before somebody finds out that I'm a phony, a fake or an imposter? Now, one of the main things to note at this particular time is that if you feel you are an imposter, you will have a feeling that you don't have the ability to realistically access your skills or even your own competence. You will feel like all your successes and your all your achievements come from some external factor and not from yourself. You will also feel it necessary to self-criticize your own performance or that you won't live up to the expectations of other people or the expectations that you think other people have of you. In fact, you may very well be an overachiever, but you will self-sabotage your own success by setting too high of a standard and setting the bar so high for yourself and then obviously feeling really disappointed if and when you fall short of that standard. And thus you will self-doubt. And why is this? Because we fear judgment either from ourselves or from other people. Now don't get me wrong, there is a positive impact of this imposter syndrome and that is that it gives us and can give us motivation. It can give us the motivation to achieve something and to give us the drive to achieve something. However, the downside to this is that it can give us the constant anxiety and stress level that if we allow to continue, we'll have devastating results such as depression.
1: I'm going to find me a way tell the things I know. I'm going to find me a way give the love I own. I watch the news every day. I want to look away. I'm gonna find you a way. I know. I got the drums and the ray banging at my heart. I got the drums and the ray willing me to start. I got the drums and the ray. Change. Please tell me when my friend I'll pack the dreams that I had and get another plan. I'm gonna do what I say, and they'll be afraid.
0: Now, sadly, we know that this can have a domino effect, almost like a catch-22, and we can set ourselves up for a fall. So to make it a little bit easier to understand, let me give you a couple of examples. So imagine you've been promoted at work to being a supervisor with more responsibility, more involvement in the employee's responsibilities, more paperwork, more things to get right. But when you're only a very short time in that position, people start to call you that new position's title, like, oh, she's the, new, she's the new boss, or here's the supervisor, be careful, blah, blah, blah. I wonder if she's any good, or you're the boss, you're the supervisor, you have all the answers, you know everything. But hold on a second, you start to feel like a fraud, as you haven't quite mastered the role yet. You're still learning and therefore you don't like to promote yourself because you may not have the level of expertise or the experience of those in the same field around you. So it makes you feel like a fraud and you ask yourself, am I good enough? And anyone who's a trainee therapist will understand this question. Will I be good enough? Another example where you're put forward for employee of the month. But you don't feel that what you have accomplished is good enough, especially not to merit this award. So we ask ourselves, where does all this come from? There are numerous answers to this, and I could go into them and take hours talking about them. But in reality, the simplest answer is this. All the experiences that you've had up to this point in your life and how you have assimilated those experiences in your mind, your body and your spirit, and your internal belief system about who you are is responsible. Think about it. I am who I am because of my past, because of the past experiences I've had, and how I have believed the emotions attached to those experiences. Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.
2: Ever now again, I find that the world is too much for me. I know it happens to you sometimes when hardest blow